0: we got a bonus episode of balling in the six coming to your ears and to join me to discuss the all-star choices the draft which happened last night lebron and giannis were captains to join me to discuss this morale, welcome back to the podcast
1: Yo, people. I mean, this All-Star, I mean, this All-Star draft All-Star. is something that I've been really looking forward to since it was a years ago. I think it's added a different dimension to the All-Star game. And uh, I, I think rather than like discuss the draft, maybe we'll we'll quickly look at that, but we'll give our opinion on whether we believe the All-Stars that were selected were deserving All-Stars and who we think uh, potentially unfairly missed out
0: yeah, that's fair. I mean, you say you like the All Star Draft, but in the end, it ended up just being East v West, pretty much. Uh, well, at least it star-
1: I think the first like twelve <laughs> pick went well. The, star- East, well West the starters like. are East v
0: West, as we know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that was deliberate. Who knows?
0: Yeah. So um, we got the All Stars here. Uh,
1: any, firstly, any surprises who made it? I, I want to direct that question your way. So, what did you um? Make like a preliminary list of who you think would make it, and did you have uh, anyone in that list missing out?
0: Uh, well, well, I'd rather say who got in than who's missed out yet. But um, I think I think some some people who maybe went under the radar on the list was the likes of Demantis Sabonis.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Who has been having such an excellent season in Indiana? Uh, we saw this uh, with against Toronto actually a couple of nights ago, where he again managed to notch up a triple-double. Uh, and, well, of course, we know Toronto came back in that game to win their 12th straight. And, of course, we need to mention Toronto have hit their franchise record for any, any single sport in history, winning 12 in a row. This was counter the effects of Dominic Savonis, who, surprisingly, actually, who actually, surprisingly, was Indiana's only
1: all-star. Uh, yeah. However, Um... We would say potentially the other option who could have made it was Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, of course, he's had an excellent season since transferring from the Bucks. But, um, you know, the thing with the Pacers, it's like with the Nuggets and the Jazz, they get no love. And for for a lot of media outlets, it's been a season of let's wait until Victor Oladipo comes back. But they've quietly been having an excellent season. So uh, the fact that he, w- he went drafted last in a team that is one of the part of the big six in the east really shows how under the radar they've been flying.
0: oh yeah and another one i think i was happy to see who i wouldn't necessarily expect uh was chris paul but again after his sort of december december and january i don't think anyone can justify his exclusion from this list after he's managed to inspire that OK say team
1: what about Carl Lowry, Kamel? Because I remember you, so I think we talked about it maybe last week or the week before, but Talk you were present in uh, I
0: I don't question Lowry anymore. I mean, he's even against Indiana last game. He's just phenomenal. He's the, just the driving force behind the second team in the East. And I think that's all that needs to be said about
1: that. Yeah, fair enough. Yep.
0: Um, so I guess there's, I don't know if there's any other surprises for you, but um, who missed out for you? Who was unlucky not to notch a spot on that All-Star
1: roster? So, I think this comes down to what what your definition of All-Star means. And it's something that other people have discussed. For me, team success is incredibly important. So, I, I'll give you an example. If I have a 25-point, 7-rebound, 6-assist player. Uh, but his team is 15th or 14th in his conference. I'll put somebody with that kind of stat line on a level playing field as somebody who's a 20 point scorer, um, who's got less rebounds and less assists, but who's got a similar efficiency, but their team is say in the playoff race or even higher. Whereas I know for a lot of people, the definition of the all-star game is like, pretty much about individual success, just how inflated your stat line is and also actually how entertaining a player that is like uh, players who play a lot of defense also they don't get a lot of love I mean the fact that it's Rudy Gobert's first selection really says a lot like he's been <laughs> dominating that's ridiculous
0: four, he's astounding five seasons he's
1: astounding. Uh, it's unbelievable man like it, again the fact if, if Anthony Davis wasn't in the West he'd be an all-star starter in my opinion like he's he's been amazing and uh so with that being said, uh, for example, I would say Trey Young. The fact that he's a starter is, in my book, outrageous. <laughs> because I uh, right okay.
0: So can you can you would you
1: not? Yeah, go on. Just just to quickly just to quickly uh, uh, tie that up. Offensively, he's been magnificent. Although his efficiency hasn't act efficiency wise, he's probably on a par with uh, a lot of uh, the reserves, uh, both East and West. Uh, he's about like 45% from the field and 36, 37% from free which a lot of the guards pretty much have that same efficiency Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul um, and the other guards in the East Uh, but um, so he's got 29 points a game 9 assists which is fantastic but the Hawks have uh, underperformed massively and I've discussed previously how uh, his defence is a big part of that Defensively, I said last year he's one of the worst perimeter defenders in the league um, that hasn't changed much he has put on a little bit of weight over the offseason a bit of muscle but his uh, defensive IQ uh, as so his team defense as well as his individual defense is horrible and uh, I know this NBA is becoming more and more offensive orientated so with that bearing that in mind I can understand his starter uh, provision but uh, for me, there's yeah, there's absolutely no way he should be starting with his level of defense, and and sorry, his team's record as well. That's the other important factor.
0: Oh yeah, of course. So uh, I assume you're fully justifying Devin Booker's exclusion as well, even though, of course, he was devastated. Uh, no,
1: I, I would actually, I would, I'm very shocked that he didn't make it because um, he's been the probably the one shining star for phoenix and they were in the playoff picture for a long time it's only really in the last like eight like seven or eight games where they've had a bit of a slide but um
0: i'm not sure you can call like a 19 and 2017 a playoff contender in the west to be
1: honest no but it's because they've had a recent slide and if you're looking at the bottom of the western playoffs like they, they were very close for a long time and it's only recently that they've been underperforming, but the, um, Evan Booker's been magnificent. <laughs> All
0: right, two more players to present to you: Bradley Beal, Karl Anthony Towns. In or out, and if in, for
1: who? I mean, Bradley Beal. I don't think there's any way he should be in. The Wizards haven't been great. Um, he's like, he's the only go-to option for the Wizards, so that's why he's racking up the stats. Um, so no, no for Bradley Beal. I would put Cat in, but again, so. But who? West? Who would you put Cat in for?
0: Um, maybe Brandon Ingram.
1: Oh no, nah, really? Ingram.
0: Okay, I like Ingram, but I mean, what? what it, I mean, I think it shows what's he done once Zion's come back. He's not the main man anymore. He doesn't deserve to be an All Star, personally.
1: Okay, um, yeah, that's kind of controversial. I mean. Um, well, that's what this—that's what I am, man. I've got to accept it. Yeah, um, but so with the reserves, like we can't swap him out for a guard, of course, can we?
0: Oh, can we not? Is that too controversial?
1: i, um, I, I could... don't know how the reserves work. I don't know if they have like a stipulated number of guards and forwards.
0: No, but... well, I think no, I think reserves—you can just vote for anyone. To be
1: honest. Yeah, so like Russell Westbrook, I—I um, I wouldn't have him in.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fair, although he, recently he's been absolutely killing, including last night, where uh, centerless Rockets dominated the Lakers, and that brings us quite nicely into our transfer uh, yeah, section. Transfer yeah, sure. section. I We'll do a short thing on this. We'll, of course, start with the Rockets. Clint Capella to the Hawks, uh, and the Rockets didn't get too much in return, in my opinion, although Robert Covington is a very clutch player. Is he exactly what the Rockets need? Um, instead of going too deep into it, let's give it a grade and a little comment. Uh, I'd say that's... Let's see who, who won the trade. I think definitely... Well, Atlanta. there's
1: four teams there. That's the issue here.
0: I know, yeah. I know, man. I, 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 I got it. I, I, but we're talking about the main teams involved in this in terms of Atlanta and the Rockets. Sure. I'll bring in the other teams in a bit, don't worry.
1: Yeah, I think it's for Atlanta, it's really nice to see like uh that... Front court, uh tandem now, jo- you've got John Collins and Clint Capella. Uh, that could be very And
0: they're scary.
1: young. Capella's 25. He's young. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, as in they're, they're only going to get better, Trey Young's only going to get better. So it seems like they've got their trio uh, set, which is uh, very important and it means I think role players are more going to be more inclined to go there in uh, free agency. So um, I think it's, it was an excellent move for the Hawks.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, uh, if we look at others, I may need to only mention those teams because Denver and Minnesota didn't get too much. Uh, Denver, I guess, got Shabazz Napier uh, and Minnesota got Malik Beasley and uh, Evan Turner. So, no, not not yeah, I mean, not. Those team. are
1: two very nice pieces, but, I mean, Covington. So, let's say this trade didn't happen with the other trade, which we're going to discuss with DeAngelo Russell and Wiggins. You would have had an excellent wing an excellent point guard and an excellent center if Covington has stayed with the team and now you don't have that wing because you also traded that wing uh, Wiggins as well so uh, in my eyes I, I don't think it was a great trade at all for Minnesota like uh, those pieces are nice you get a 2020 first-round pick but that's also uh, protected I believe from the Brooklyn Nets so I, I don't think it was a particularly great trade for the uh, Timberwolves
0: no, no, that's true. What did you think of... Um, well, I guess there's not too much which needs to be said about Detroit's strange-seeming... Tra- initially seemed strange that Drummond for... Um,
1: yeah, do, you, did do Drummond you want to discuss
0: that? Uh, yeah, well, simply it was that um, Drummond could have exercised his player option and basically locked down a huge chunk of Detroit's salary cap if he had stayed uh, till the end of the season. And it simply they just dumped it on the Cavs instead. What do the Cavs get? Well, that's something else. They get another good big man. They've already got Love and Thompson. Thompson didn't get traded and he's not going to get bought out. So they've got three great big men for the rest of the season. But maybe they're just going to try and re-sign Drummond, Bill Ryan Drummond. Or maybe simply they're going to rely on uh, just, you know, they get a second, they got to pick with it as well. Maybe they're just uh, happy to be a salary dump. For now and, uh, let I think
1: that's where too. this goes because strategically it's very bizarre. You've got three great rebounders in love, Tristan Thompson and Drummond. I would say Tristan Thompson and Drummond are very, very similar players. They yep. really don't do much other than, uh, well, Drummond plays slightly, well, slightly better defense, but uh, they both just rebound. Uh, yeah, so that's true. It's really uh, bizarre.
0: Another good rebounder, Marcus Morris. He went to the Clippers. Um, and I think the what firepower is trade? what is that trade? well for the Knicks it's a lot of Knicks isn't it? it's a complete mess of Knicks? but for the Clippers they've just fleeced them and uh, they love all the good firepower for it the underwhelming mm-hmm. Clippers of course are, you know people are saying do they have say they have a chance against the Lakers or you know even I'm the Rockets postseason you but they've the got it now.
1: Are, did, did you say the Clippers are underwhelming? oh yeah come on they're second in the they're second in the west and, and yet their two star players, ex- ex- two ex- star ex- players ex- have had a holiday for the first half of the season they yeah, are in
0: a spectacular position we don't know whether whether Kawhi and PG can
1: play effectively together in the big games you don't so at this moment in time you don't have the Clippers as favourites no not at all the Lakers uh, are lost at this stage Wow, that's no. I'm I'm really surprised. They, Montrezl Harrell is having an amazing season.
0: But uh, well, I'm saying right now, right now they could launch themselves because of this addition of Marcus Morris. It's a no. Great I edition.
1: think even before Marcus Morris, I've definitely like re- we've seen over the past few years how big a factor rest can be, and uh, frankly, the Lakers, uh, LeBron still has a very large load for them. Anthony Davis has had to play a very large role for them, and. Uh, Oh, yeah, I think the Clippers, are, they, they were going in fresh. And, yeah, with these new additions. And I believe the Isaiah Thomas trade as well from the Wizards. That was another one, wasn't it?
0: Oh, yeah, that's that'll be good. I mean, uh so IT got traded from the Wizards for Jordan McRae. Uh, McRae, of course, Raptors fans will know, shoots a very good clip from the three. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's one of the more low-key trades, if there's anything to say about it.
1: Yeah, not really. Um They've got enough defense haven't they on that team so oh, yeah they, they're just probably looking for another playmaker hopefully he can uh uh shoot uh as well as he did say when he was back in boston so that could be a very nice addition as well uh
0: i think the main trade and maybe the one will end on because it's the one that affects the raptors most is not one that masai ujiri or toronto was directly involved with but it's andre iguodala to the miami heat and they also got jake crowder and solomon hill there and um that's huge for Miami. That yeah. solid that really launches them into that top three. Uh that is kind of pulling away from the likes of Boston and Philly at the moment. Launches themselves into the thing because lest we forget, Igadola, sixth man, it could have been, you know, finals MVP had yeah. Uh, Golden State won against Toronto last finals he's still a great player he's now taken six months off he's uh, had some beef with Yamaran but as um, as one <laughs> main player said uh, he's basically had a holiday for six months promoted his book played some golf and now got 30 million for two years for staying in Miami so he's living the basketball dream and I think Miami will benefit for it because they need some bench pieces they have an elite starting lineup now they've got elite defense off the bench
1: I'm yeah, worried. and if they manage to, to get uh, Danilo Gallinari as well, I mean, that team, it's hard to argue. Um, I think with it, Milwaukee is probably 1A and Miami is 1B when it comes to the playoff picture. If they manage to pull off Gallinari as well.
0: That's true. That's true. Um, and so we're going to end, actually, on discussing a Canadian. He refuses to play for Canada, but he will now ply his trade away from Minnesota. It is is Andrew Wiggins what do you think of this what why would why would they trade for Wiggins who wants him right now this who thinks makes, they can motivate him he's talented
1: who... Kamel, do you remember do you remember two months ago we had a insight into the Timberwolves and I for five minutes I just harped on about Wiggins I was so firmly on the bandwagon. I said he's turned around this season. He's playing much more intelligently. He's playing more as a playmaker. Uh, He's not settling for the mid-range. He's being more aggressive. Um, And this Timberwolves team started the season excellently. Uh, I thought they they were almost a lock for the playoffs. And uh, it just makes me sad. The, The guy's got so much potential. The good thing about this trade is, I think Golden State is the type of team to potentially lock, unlock his potential. But realistically, when you see him going to that team, he's only going to be a role player. Like he, he's going to start for the Warriors. That's that's definitely the case. But I don't even think he'll fill like a kind of Harrison Barnes role when Harrison Barnes when he uh when he won the championship with uh, Golden State for the first time round. Uh, before KD got there Um, Harrison Barnes was I'd say almost part of a big four for them, like he was still contributing uh, 20 points a game, he was a a very important scorer for them and I'm not even sure Wiggins would be able to fill that role for Golden State, I don't know if that's what they're looking for but Do you think he can work
0: with Curry
1: and Clay? No he can but I just think I I think they're severely going to limit his role from what he's been t- compared to what he's been doing at Minnesota, where he's been really the secondary option.
0: Right, fair enough. So if you had to, and really end on this, if you had to name one team who won the trade deadline, who would you say?
1: I would say, well, I th- surely I would have to say Clippers, but interestingly i'd also say uh, minnesota are winners as well because um many teams were expecting them to actually give up their first round pick for this season which at the moment is looking like top five at the very least the fact, that, the fact they didn't have to give that out for d'angelo russell i mean all-star d'angelo russell were. so um i'd say it's those two teams what about yourself camille
0: well, I probably think actually Atlanta. It's a bit of a sideways pick, but um, as you said, they're now set for the future. They were the team where you dumped salary, but going forward, Trey Young, John Collins, uh, Huerta, Cam Reddish, and now Clint Capella. Atlanta is in a great situation, and let's see them. Uh, let's see them joining the playoff race
1: next season. Yeah, they positioned themselves fantastically to do so. Anyway, Kamel, this- that this was a enjoyable brief uh extra Ooh, episode that we have bonus week.
0: episode oh i was uh, i think this is the first time you've done the outro so
1: um i, I would say please go ahead yeah oh man there's a lot of pressure on um so uh we'll be back to like a regular kind of schedule potentially uh you know i'll have to speak to the team the correspondents but we might have another episode out in a couple of days uh Ooh. we'll who knows? we like will try and work around our schedule. until time. the Raptors
0: lose, and I mean it this time.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Um, so uh, yeah, just to wrap things up, uh, this was uh, this was a lot of fun, people. This was a lot of fun. And, uh, <laughs> just say bye,
0: man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next week. See ya. Bye.